This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF News. Partly sunny today, slight chance of a shower with a high around 61. Tonight, chance of rain showers and flurries, mostly cloudy, low around 31. Wednesday, partly sunny with a slight chance of showers and a high near 45. More information became available on Monday of the crash into the Bridal Emporium on Sunday morning. The Edwell Bridal Salon, located at the intersection of East Main and North Streets, occurred around 4.30 a.m. and sustained extensive damage when an out-of-control truck knocked down a pole and slammed through a large display window. The driver of the tow truck was injured when the westbound vehicle slammed into the Bridal Emporium. Jean Lyons, who operates the business with her daughter, said she had been advised that the man who had been driving the truck fell asleep at the wheel. The driver was taken to a hospital for treatment of his injuries. His condition was not known. Lyons told WNBF News the front half of the tow truck wound up inside the front portion of the store. She said the crash caused heavy damage to the building. A heavy-duty wrecker was brought to the scene to remove the tow truck involved in the incident. The structure sustained additional damage as the vehicle was pulled out. This isn't the first time there's been a vehicle crash at the site. Lyons said a vehicle operated by a drunk driver took out a pole and some bushes in a crash outside the business two months ago. It's unclear how long it will take to repair the damage caused when the truck hit the building on Sunday. For now, the Bridal Emporium remains closed. A defiant Donald Trump has sparred with a New York judge and slammed the state attorney general suing him using the witness stand at his civil fraud trial to defend his riches and lash out at a case that imperils his real estate empire. The former president testified Monday in a lawsuit accusing him of fraudulently inflating his net worth in financial statements to lenders and others. He suggested the judge hearing the case was biased against him and he called the state attorney general who brought the case a political hack. The testy exchanges underscored Trump's unwillingness to adapt his famously freewheeling rhetorical style to a formal courtroom setting. He denies all wrongdoing. The building that has been home to an iconic Binghamton Speedy restaurant has new owners. Lupo's SNS Char Pit suddenly closed its doors last January after operating at the location for 45 years. After the restaurant ended operations, Steve Lupo said a business decision was made to concentrate on the company's wholesale operations. The char pit on West State Street opened in 1978. Before the Lupo's operation opened, the building had been home to a Dairy Queen restaurant. The property has now been sold to a group that includes David Katrowitz and El Sayed Mohammed. Broome County records show the site was purchased for $200,000. The new owners have posted signs in the building seeking someone to lease or buy the place. Controlwitz told WNBF News on Monday there currently are no plans for the site. Pennsylvania voters will make a decision with implications for the future of voting and abortion rights in a presidential battleground state when they choose the winner for an open state Supreme Court seat. 
the race today between Democrat Dan McCafferty and Republican Carolyn Carluccio will not change the fact that Democrats hold a majority on the seven-seat bench. Democrats currently hold a 4-2 majority with an open seat following the death of last year of Chief Justice Max Baer, a Democrat. An exonerating member of the Central Park Five is poised to win a seat on the New York City Council decades after he was wrongly imprisoned in an infamous rape case. Democrat Yusuf Salam is running unopposed for the seat in one of many local elections playing out today across New York State. Salam and four other black and Latino men had their convictions overturned by DNA evidence in the 1989 rape and beating of a white jogger. Elsewhere in New York, local elections on Long Island could offer clues about how the city's suburbs could vote in next year's congressional elections. The cancellation of two large offshore wind projects in New Jersey is the latest in a series of setbacks for the U.S. offshore wind wind industry, jeopardizing President Joe Biden's goal of powering 10 million homes by towering ocean-based turbines by the end of the decade. The Danish wind energy developer said this week it's scrapping its Ocean Wind 1 and 2 projects off southern New Jersey due to problems with supply chains, higher interest rates, and a failure to obtain desired tax credits. The two projects were supposed to deliver over 2.2 gigawatts of power to New Jersey, along with cancellations in New England totaling 3.2 gigawatts. The total amount of lost wind power is nearly one-fifth of Biden's goal. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. Joseph, this is Binghamton Now for Tuesday, November 7th, 2023, Election Day. As we take to the air, thousands of New Yorkers are going to the polls to decide who will be in charge starting January 1st. So, if you're interested, you will be able to vote for another 11 hours, 49 minutes. Boop. So the polls will be open in New York State until 9 this evening. So vote if you are so inclined. If you're one of those afraid of voting or among those who, for some reason, don't believe your vote matters, um, do what you think is right. As they say, you're certainly entitled to your decision not to vote. I would go so far as to suggest that most people listening to this program will be voting today. I bet this program with its audience has a much higher 
level of participation in elections than perhaps any other program in town. So we thank you for your interest and your participation. On the other hand, if you are truly disinterested in what goes on around here and around the country and around the world, you're welcome to. You don't have to be engaged if you're apathetic and don't think that there's any point in, in paying attention to stuff that happens in your neighborhood or your town, village, city, county, whatever, hey, you're still welcome to the programs. Not, not just a select group of people, only people who are engaged in local issues are permitted. Oh, if you're disengaged. In fact, if you're totally disengaged or disenchanted, yeah, call in. Call in. Share your opinions. 607-772-1290. A nice sunny day underway here in upstate America. A chance to uh, speak some uh, with some people who are busy. It's uh, amazing the number of projects that are underway around the Triple City. So stop by a couple of project sites this morning, chat with people who are uh, getting stuff done. And don't kid yourself, there's a lot of stuff that must uh, be done, especially stuff. Here we are. Um, just about three weeks till December, so now, now is a really good time for people who are planning to do things during the 2023 construction year. If you were planning to do something, this is a, probably a pretty good time to wrap things up if you can, because we actually are getting some decent weather. This is going to be a nice election day. Weather won't be an excuse today for those who opt not to vote. Oh, it was too sunny. It felt too mild for the first Tuesday in November. I I don't think I felt like voting because the weather was not typical of election days past. Taking a look at WNBF.com, one of my favorite local websites. They seem to have uh, a lot of interesting stories. Of course, the uh, follow-up to the crash that occurred in Endwell on Sunday. So we have uh, some more pictures and more background on that uh crash where a vehicle slammed into a business over at East Main Street and North Street. We also have more details uh, now that the former SNS Char Pit building on West State Street in Binghamton has been sold. Will it become a dairy queen again? I know some people who hope so. Take a look. Our website, WNBF.com. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Uh, Pat from the town of Binghamton. Good morning, Bob. Morning, um, Pat. 
I, there was some really nice uh, feedback for Matt Ryan on your show the other day, but then I laughed at the last caller who said that Matt Ryan was arrested. And of course, he was referring to Rich David, who uh, wasn't Rich that was arrested, supposedly, but it was an incident where Rich's girlfriend hit somebody over the head with a bottle. Yeah, let's and, not. Um, what? Why? Why are you going into that? That that's well. Because no, there's, there's no typical. there's there's no need. I'm I'm not going to talk about people who've been arrested. Well, but it's kind of the typical of the legal system now. It's yeah, I know about the legal system, but you don't have to relitigate uh, any any allegations against anyone here. This is not a court of law. This is a radio program. So I'll uh, request that you refrain from uh, talking about allegations that have been made against anybody. I will do that. I, I understand. Um, but anyway... The real issue that I'm calling about is that I'm sure you know that after Paul Batista's primary victory, 16 of the 25 attorneys in Broome County's DA's office quit their jobs. All right. I know it's election day. We're not going to talk about the candidates today. I'd, I'd say everything that needed to be said about candidates was said before today. Uh, I, I guess I agree with you, Bob. So what is it that we're talking about today, um, if not talking about the condition of the legal system in this country where, you know, even Supreme Court justices seem to be more politicians than anything anymore? What do you well, think of course that? they are. We, and we can talk about that. Yeah, Supreme Court justices, I'm, I'm unimpressed. I'm uh, unimpressed with the... Um, apparent lack of um, ethical standards for the nine justices on the Supreme Court. I'm not saying I'm not accusing them of anything. I'm saying that uh, for nine people who are supposed to uphold the laws and the Constitution of the United States, I'm not impressed that they don't hold themselves, that they don't hold each other to a much higher standard. Yeah, and that is really why this whole legal system in this country is in terrible shape, and we need to do something about it. And even right here in Broome County, um, you know, I think that that's where we're headed. Um, you know, we're not talking about candidates, but I think that that's kind of where Matt Ryan and oh, there you go again. Him. All right, final warning. This is. Uh... I, I wasn't going to make a formal announcement, but here it is. Let's not talk about any candidates who are on the ballot today. There's no need. What needed to be said was said up until noon yesterday. I'm just talking about... People. I know what you're doing. I, I see what you're doing. So talk, there there are an infinite number of things you can talk about. And as far as the legal system, whether it's local, state, or federal, we're all aware of the state of the legal system. We've discussed it for the last few decades. Well, then I'm very positive about the future for Broome County. Um, you know, I, I've spent many years in Florida. I returned to Binghamton a few years ago. I feel like I'm home, but I also feel 
like we're really on the brink of of Binghamton and Broome County in general, you know, just getting on the map in the whole country, especially with the uh, battery factory coming to Endicott and and some of these things. So um, I would like to say that, uh, you know, I'm pretty experienced. I'm 81 years old, so I've been around for a while. But I really feel that um, Binghamton and Broome County in general are on the verge of just some wonderful times. I feel the same way. I'm with you, man. And I appreciate your call. Hope you have a, a great day. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. It's 921. You're listening to News Radio WNBF, the station that brings you a live talk show. I know. It's, it's a wonder. It's a wonder they permit live talk shows anymore. I wonder if the FCC knows what we're doing. What? They're doing a live talk show every morning. Let's look into that. Let's look into that. Bob Joseph with you. Happy Election Day. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Shop Toyota, Chevy, BMW, and pre-owned at GaltAuto.com. Nine twenty-three. The following live segment sponsored by KSO Insurance Solutions. Karen Sweet O'Neill with a preview of tomorrow's informational segment. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Bob? Great. Very good. Boy, it's a nice morning, isn't it? Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It almost feels like a summer morning. I know it does. Yeah, I mean, Gary's going golfing today. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's a perfect day for golfing. It's almost a good day for, um, dare I say, a picnic at Round Top. Maybe I'll do that. There's no ah. law that says you can't have a picnic at Round Top on Election Day. Maybe I'll bring some speedies and uh, some healthy chips and and brownies and have a picnic for all wow. all the good listeners up at Round Top. Well, they're all good listeners, aren't they? They are. They're not all good callers, but they're yeah, all good they're listeners. All, no, all <laughs> the callers kidding. are good, too. No, I, I'm kidding. The danger in organizing that at the last minute is you, you wind up on a day like this, and, you know, instead of just like um, four or five people, it could be four or five hundred people. So, so obviously I was kidding. Of course. Now people are going to go up there to see what, whether I really was kidding or not. Just for the drive. Yeah. So what's coming up on tomorrow's segment? Coming up. Well, what do you think we're going to talk about? <laughs> I'm going to, you're probably hoping I'm going to give you a quiz. No, I don't want quizzes, <laughs> but unfortunately, because it's, because it's this time of year, I have a sense that it's going to be a, a continuation of what we've been discussing over the last few weeks. <laughs> is that true? It is with a couple little other things thrown in, but we are going to talk a little bit about open enrollment. Um, October 15th to December 7th and why it's so important to look at your situation now, your product that you have, and see if it's going to still be the best choice for you come January 1, 2024. And it's important because if it's not the best choice or even close to the best choice, then you can, you know, you cannot save a lot of money. So let's put it that way. We want you to save a lot of money 
And also, we're seeing some pretty big rate increases with some Medicare supplement plans. So we're doing a lot of that counseling up there as well. We're going to touch on that a little bit. Um, and we looked at a 66% rate increase in one of them. That's, that's outstanding. Not in a good way, Bob. Um, so we are taking appointments. The best way to reach us, we are at 1708 Vestal Parkway East, up above and around back of Plato's Closet and Style Encore. You can reach us by phone, 607-772-4898. You can Google us at KSO Insurance. All our contact information comes up, including our website. Um, if you miss the phone number, you can Google again or go to a phone book. We have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. Karen Sweet O'Neill, we shall speak tomorrow morning on WNVF. Very good. Have a great day. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. It's 927. More calls coming up. Do you have thoughts? 607-772-1290. The program is Binghamton Now. The host is Bob Joseph. The station is WNBF. WNBF Binghamton. Yvonne from Vestal, you're on the air. Hey, Bob. Hey. Happy happy Election Day. Oh, what a great day. I've got some facts for you that I think you could find interesting if you haven't heard them before. This is in relation to the town of Vestal. Wait, is this uh, going to be... uh, Yeah, this this may not fall under the... uh, the the heading of topics we want to do on election day. So, oh, you're talking well, about you're talking about facts that haven't been reported anywhere else before. I wonder if they have. You tell me about how the tax dollars broken down. Yeah, we're we're not going to start okay. talking about okay. tax dollars. Everything, everything that needed to be said about the Vestal Town Supervisors race has been said yeah. over the last several months. Yeah. What else you want to talk about? Anything. I mean, oh. again, all. All of the candidates, all of the issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I was just going to share some info with it. I thought you personally would find interesting. Well, then e- email it to me. I will. Bob I at WNBF dot com. No, I, I'll read it. I I just don't okay, want this. I understand to... your point completely, and I appreciate it and respect it. Have you been looking at the town um, pool, the Vestal pool? <laughs> I was okay. going to today. I uh, I was down at Four Corners, and I had I had a big decision to make. Do I take a look? Do I drive over to Clayton Avenue to see how the pool project is coming along, or do I go to Endicott and watch uh, some people working on another intriguing project? And I, instead of going directly to Clayton Avenue, I went directly to uh, Washington Avenue in Endicott. Oh, well, so. oh, oh boy. <laughs> well, listen, I think you're going to find it interesting. What I find slightly strange is it's taken them so long to move so much dirt around and the pool that's going to be finally created looks like it's maximum four feet deep and one part and very much smaller than the pool that was there, which was always crowded. It just looks like a strange little bit of thing to be put mm. on the ground on such a big space. I don't uh, – I, I, 
I will stop by there tomorrow or, or yeah, Thursday. And you know what? If you get a chance, because you got ins that the normal folk don't, I'm giving you that. Hmm. Uh, can we see a, a overarching plan of what this whole water park is supposed to end up looking like? I don't think it's ever been presented to anybody in the community. Well, maybe it's on the town's website. Let me just check. Mm, town of, town of Vestal so, website. I could be wrong. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look later to see because if it's yeah. because we've heard so much about how the town is is moving forward to provide more information. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll look to see if the if the plans for the, the pool on Clayton Avenue are posted on the website. If they and are, I will, I, I will discuss. I'm, I'm, I walk by it every day and I'm really interested in what is this plan that they're doing because it's a whole lot of huge amount of work and machinery and moving and um, I don't know. They put in some beautiful sidewalks. All right. Well, it's a start. As, you know, anything more than foundation work for whatever structures are going to be there. I just don't know what the overarching plan is. So I will look into it. There you go. And what are you looking at on Washington Avenue? Can't tell you yet. Oh, <laughs> it's darn. a story. I mean, if I if I talk about it now, it'll wind up being the lead story on on some oh, other yeah. news outlet. So yeah, I'd rather have I, it appear first yeah. on WNBF dot com, and then they could do the story later in the yeah. week. Actually, it's a it's a story in progress. I want to alert people if you think there's going to be a big story today about Washington Avenue on our website. Probably not today. It's, it's okay. something in progress. Okay, well, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled. <laughs> it's called a tease, but but yes, coming up soon, we'll have a <laughs> very a nice interesting... heavy lead. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot, Bob. Yep. Bye bye. Nine thirty four WNBF. John from Binghamton. Happy Election Day. Happy Election Day to you, uh, Bob. I- I'm uh, going to like to talk about a, a public official, but he's not running for office. If that's okay. Uh, he's he's won an election. He's a, a famous name around here, and uh, his name is Fred Akshar. I don't know if you ever heard of him. We, uh, of he course, four- he's he's one of the best known elected officials in Broome County, and uh, a former New York State senator. Absolutely, and uh, you know, a lot of people think that I don't like Fred. Maybe he thinks that, but I I like him. Uh, I find him. I give him a compliment. Uh, he's uh, he's a, a, a good communicator. He he attempts to answer the questions. The problem is, if you want to go into any kind of depth, uh, then uh, y- you wouldn't go to Fred Agshart. Now, I think the question for all Republicans, uh, I believe that the MAGA Republicans are the predominant Republicans. In the area, I believe that the elected office holders and the party officials are not MAGA, and all but one or two that I've pointed a camera at uh, have confirmed that they don't like Donald Trump, they don't support Donald Trump, and they have complete disdain for the MAGA movement. Uh, I would put Fred Apshar in that category, and uh, let me. Give you two well, examples. I remember. I remember that he even had his picture taken with Donald Trump. So I don't. I wouldn't say that he's not a supporter. 
I mean, I don't know. I've never, as far as I can recall, on or off air, I've never talked with Fred Akshar about Donald Trump. So, you know, but I, I seem to recall that he had he had a, a photo taken of him and, and Mr. Trump. Yeah, that made the Albany Times Union because he took the tweet with the photo off almost immediately. If you Google public officials' names and you put Trump in there, you won't see uh, too many uh, or any uh, positive comments about President Trump. Uh, and I think that people here, Republicans, particularly those good people that are on the committees that do the work, you know, they don't get the patronage job, but they they take those petitions around. Uh, they're the ones, in my estimation, uh, that count. Now, if you look at another curious tweet uh, that Fred Akshar made, he made a tweet on January 6th. And we all know what happened on January 6th, and we know who died, who died on January 6th, and who killed on January 6th. And uh, Fred Akshar, apparently, uh, maybe he didn't know it at the time, but he never c corrected that tweet. And, you know, the place was crawling with FBI uh, operatives. We know that. And uh, regardless of who you think is guilty and what, uh, what you think about January 6th, Fred Akshar's uh, sides in with the police state. He's a, he's a police. He's not a constitutional sheriff. Look at how look at try to find quotes about the rule of law. And, you know, here's here, here's what I really call called to uh, talk about. He's hired four people to deal with public relations. Three are police officers. They go around and tell you how great Fred Akshar is. And the other is a longtime Libis and New York State Senate employee, Emmanuel the high priest of publicity. And all these news releases that are coming out, or, or some of them at least, and I'm referring to this last one that came out about the Cornell hater uh, being housed at the Broome County Jail, along with the J.C. Middle School principal. Uh, there is the last paragraph, and normally law enforcement uh, news releases are just the facts. Yeah, but, but, but we, we've seen over the last few years in New York State uh, law enforcement news releases um, veering away from just the facts to uh, making assertions. I, I mean, it, I think it started a couple of years ago when the state legislature made changes in in the, the law. And so some sheriffs or other law enforcement agencies thought it was somehow appropriate to include in their news releases the, um, you know, their... I mean, it was cleverly worded, but say if somebody was released, they would always say, because of New York State's bail reform law. That's not just the facts. The facts should be, and again, I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying this is how things started to change. And maybe it's been going on longer than two or three years. But, yeah, the the era of, see, usually, here's, here's what I see with news releases. The St New York State police... 
have very, very tight restrictions, in fact, almost too tight, in, in what they're willing to make public. But when they do put out a news release, they seem to almost always stick to just the facts and sometimes barely any facts, but at least they don't seem to be editorializing. But, yeah, to your point about um, more recently whether, uh, you know, what was included on uh, Sheriff Akshar's um, news release when they announced that the um, suspect in the Cornell threat case was, was being housed at the jail. Um, actually, I'm just going to punch it up. I don't know if I'll read the whole thing, but uh, yeah, it's not that long. So here's the final... Uh, well, I'll read the two paragraphs. It is our responsibility to ensure the health and safety of those in our care, no matter how heinous their alleged crime may be. The defendant, who is named there, will be afforded the same treatment and protection under the law as any incarcerated individual in our facility while they await their day in court. And then the final paragraph, make no mistake on a personal level, my strong support for the Jewish community, both locally and across our nation, remains unwavering and the entire Broome County Sheriff's Office stands together against anti-Semitism, racism and hate in all their forms. So that... That's where those two paragraphs, I think, uh, you would not see, for example, in a state police news release. But then again, remember, the nature of sheriffs in New York State is it's an elective office. So they I, I'm not surprised. I, I don't recall uh, seeing necessarily language like that when David Harder was sheriff. But I have seen sort of additional comments and other uh, news release news releases put out by other sheriffs in New York State now. So I think it's going to become more commonplace. Yeah. Well, again, Bob, uh, this uh, a MAGA movement, this thing between the MAGAs and the rhinos, goes back longer uh, than just this current time we're in. It goes back to the country club, you know, the Rockefeller Republicans uh, versus the... Uh, you know, William F. Buckley-type Republicans uh, and catapulted Jim Buckley, who who couldn't get elected uh, as a Republican, uh, going on the conservative line. But all I'm saying is this. Uh, If you're a Donald Trump supporter uh, and you're in Broome County, uh, make make sure that who you're voting for is also a Donald Trump supporter. Because uh, to paraphrase John Gotti, Bob, as far as myself, I'm MAGA and I'll be MAGA until I die. Thank you. Well, it's a very important declaration. Thank you, John, from Binghamton. It's 943, a program that's open to all. 607-772-1290. Election Day. Remember, the polls are still open for your convenience. Twelve before the hour at WNBF. Twelve before the hour. Election day weather. 
sort of a, a jingle. If we could afford an election day jingle, it would be something like that. Here's the forecast from the National Weather Service. Mostly sunny today, a slight chance of showers over the next couple of hours or so. High 61. Mostly cloudy tonight, some rain showers, and even, dare I say, sprinkles, and then, dare I say, flurries. <laughs> dare I say, low 31. Partly sunny tomorrow, a slight chance of showers late in the day, high 43. And for Thursday, mostly cloudy, rain likely, high 56. Right now, it's 59 in downtown Binghamton. That's 15 Celsius. Air quality, not good. Sorry to report. It's been good in recent days. Today, not so good. Moderate, moderate pollution. And air quality index is 53. If you are unusually sensitive to particle pollution, consider reducing your activity level or shorten the amount of time you are active outdoors. So that explains why my voice sounds the way it does today. It's too much pollution in the air. <coughs> so, particle pollution. Where are the particles coming from? I have no idea. Are these particles from Canada? Possibly. Are they coming from Mexico? I doubt it. Is there anything that can be done about it? No. So particle pollution is an issue. Uh, ozone, they say, is good. That's what they say on the government's air quality index website. So again... If you're unusually sensitive to particle pollution, you might not want to go outdoors right now. So, yeah, that's that's what happened to my voice, particle pollution. I was out talking to people this morning, and I had failed to check the AQI, the Air Quality Index. And so that's what's happened to my voice, folks. Let this be an important lesson to you and to your kids. A, don't smoke. Which I don't smoke, but, and also don't breathe this polluted air if you're sensitive. Else your voice is going to be sounding like this. 607-772-1290. Binghamton now at 92.1 FM, 1290 AM and streaming at WNBF.com. Nine fifty-five WNBF, WNBF.com with Bob Joseph. Back to the phones. Earl, good morning. Where are you calling from? Oh, hold on. Hold on. I didn't have the uh, all the uh, settings in place there. I had to punch in a new security code. Earl, where are you calling from? Coconut Center. Morning. What's on your mind? Well, have you been over by where they're taking that walkway, you know, over 81? Have you been over there lately and... Yeah, it looks like it's almost gone. Really? 
they've taken the steel down and stuff or well they took most of i don't know i i went through there yesterday and didn't or no uh sunday sunday i sounded look looked like i don't know there was still some steel but it looked like most of it was gone huh well do you know if that was an out of out of town contractor that got the contract on that job yes where was he from? Do you know by any chance? Well, it was in my story, WNBF.com. I don't remember. It's no, oh, no, oh. no company that I recall hearing. Yeah, it was the low, whoever submitted the yeah, lowest bid. Yeah, sometimes that's, the lowest thing. Well, that, that's what yeah, you, I, I, that's what you want. You're a taxpayer. They're not going to yeah. give it to the highest bidder. Uh, well, no, you look for the guy in the middle. You don't really look for the lowest guy either. If, well, right, you know, the, you know a, the, yeah. a, a bid that's. That's reasonable and from somebody who can do the work correctly. So, so right, what's your right. point? Well, uh, the point was, I you know, I, I looked at you know some of the equipment he had over there, and uh, I just figured, I, I hope he's got some bigger equipment because what he's got on the job there isn't you know uh, isn't going to do the job. Well, all I know is I looked at all the, and I can't remember how many pages if, if it's fifty or seventy pages for this project. I uh-huh. thought taking down. Uh, a pedestrian bridge over I-81 would be a simple thing, and the the uh, instructions would would probably be covered in about six pages. And I don't know; it was it was quite everything was specifically dictated by DOT. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, I, know I mean, that. they have to protect birds. They have to protect even mm-hmm. things you never heard of. So if well, if well, the DOT ultimately is supposed to be supervising the work, so... Yeah, well, we'll just see how it turns out because all I know is I've been on a lot of construction jobs in my life and uh, the equipment, it's like that uh, statement in uh, Jaws, we're going to need a bigger boat. It's going to need bigger equipment. I hope he has it. All right. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure the DOT is closely monitoring that because if if for nothing else, they know how closely I've been watching... The uh, the walkway over the last five years. Beverly, speaking of uh, town of Dickinson, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, ma'am. Uh, I'm waiting for next year for the election. That ought to be exciting. Well, it probably will be. Yeah. And uh, about that bridge over here, Bob, it's, it's, it's coming down, but it's... Uh, it's very slowly. It's a slow process. You can't you can't jump from the fire from the frying pan into the fire. You know you can't do that. But they're doing a good job, Bob. They really are. Well, um, I I, I thought it looked okay to me. Year. I'm I'm no I've expert. Past year, everybody, every everyone in Sunrise Terrace and on Front Street. Well, they'll. Uh, They'll remember that. They'll remember that. I know. I used to get up at four thirty in the morning, and I used to walk across that bridge, and I, I, I get the six o'clock bus, and I'd be to my assignment at seven. And I, I used to walk, walk over there, and when it was time to come home, I, I got off of Shenango Street. And I love to walk over that bridge. It was a wonderful and, bridge. It was yeah, a. It was. It, it was, was good. Yeah, it was the most beautiful pedestrian bridge ever built over I eighty one, and it will be missed. Thank you, Beverly. Yeah, I uh, I will miss it, but 
based on my casual observations, it looks like they're making progress, so I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. It's 10 o'clock, Bob Joseph on WNBF Binghamton. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Partly sunny today, slight chance of a shower with a high around 61. Tonight, chance of rain showers and flurries, mostly cloudy, low around 31. Wednesday, partly sunny with a slight chance of showers and a high near 45. More information became available on Monday of the crash into the Bridal Emporium on Sunday morning. The Edwell Bridal Salon, located at the intersection of East Main and North Streets, occurred around 4.30 a.m. and sustained extensive damage when an out-of-control truck knocked down a pole and slammed through a large display window. The driver of the tow truck was injured when the westbound vehicle slammed into the Bridal Emporium. Jean Lyons, who operates the business with her daughter, said she had been advised that the man who had been driving the truck fell asleep at the wheel. The driver was taken to a hospital for treatment of his injuries. His condition was not known. Lyons told WNBF News the front half of the tow truck wound up inside the front portion of the store. She said the crash caused heavy damage to the building. A heavy-duty wrecker was brought to the scene to remove the tow truck involved in the incident. The structure sustained additional damage as the vehicle was pulled out. This isn't the first time there's been a vehicle crash at the site. Lyons said a vehicle operated by a drunk driver took out a pole and some bushes and a crash outside the business two months ago. It's unclear how long it will take to repair the damage caused when the truck hit the building on Sunday. For now, the Bridal Emporium remains closed. A defiant Donald Trump has sparred with a New York judge and slammed the state attorney general suing him, using the witness stand at his civil fraud trial to defend his riches and lash out at the case that imperils his real estate empire. The former president testified Monday in a lawsuit accusing him of fraudulently inflating his net worth in financial statements to lenders and others. He suggested the judge hearing the case was biased against him, and he called the state attorney general who brought the case a political hack. The testy exchanges underscored Trump's unwillingness to adapt his famously freewheeling rhetorical style to a formal courtroom setting. He denies all wrongdoing. The building that has been home to an iconic Binghamton Speedy restaurant has new owners. Lupo's SNS Char Pit suddenly closed its doors last January after operating at the location for 45 years. After the restaurant ended operations, Steve Lupo said a business decision was made to concentrate on the company's wholesale operations. The Char Pit on West State Street opened in 1978. Before the Lupo's operation opened, the building had been home to a Dairy Queen restaurant. The property has now been sold to a group that includes David Kentrowitz and El Sayed Mohammed. Broome County records show the site was purchased for $200,000. The new owners have posted signs in the building seeking someone to lease or buy the place. Kentrowitz told WNBF News on Monday there currently are no plans for the site. 
Pennsylvania voters will make a decision with implications for the future of voting and abortion rights in a presidential battleground state when they choose the winner for an open state Supreme Court seat. The race today between Democrat Dan McCaffrey and Republican Carolyn Carluccio will not change the fact that Democrats hold a majority on the seven-seat bench. Democrats currently hold a 4-2 majority with an open seat following the death of last year of Chief Justice Max Baer, a Democrat. An exonerating member of the Central Park Five is poised to win a seat on the New York City Council decades after he was wrongly imprisoned in an infamous rape case. Democrat Yusuf Salam is running unopposed for the seat in one of many local elections playing out today across New York State. Salam and four other black and Latino men had their convictions overturned by DNA evidence in the 1989 rape and beating of a white jogger. Elsewhere in New York, local elections on Long Island could offer clues about how the city's suburbs could vote in next year's congressional elections. The cancellation of two large offshore wind projects in New Jersey is the latest in a series of setbacks for the U.S. offshore wind, wind industry, jeopardizing President Joe Biden's goal of powering 10 million homes by towering ocean-based turbines by the end of the decade. The Danish wind energy developer said this week it's scrapping its Ocean Wind 1 and 2 projects off southern New Jersey due to problems with supply chains, higher interest rates, and a failure to obtain desired tax credits. The two projects were supposed to deliver over 2.2 gigawatts of power to New Jersey. Along with cancellations in New England totaling 3.2 gigawatts, the total amount of lost wind power is nearly one-fifth of Biden's goal. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. Joseph Bingham's now live, local, Tuesday, 607-772-1290. If you'd like to talk on Binghamton now. Talking in America. And we go to the phones, start off another big hour of discussion of uh, various issues. Good morning, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, good morning, Bob. It's Dave from Vestal. Hello? Yes. Yeah, yeah, hi, Bob. Hey, you know, I was listening to John this morning, and uh, <laughs> MAGA till the day I die. Bob, that'd be a great T-shirt. Good idea. Oh, I'm um, sure it's out there. You know, I, I have seen so many T-shirts, coffee mugs, bumper stickers, and, and assorted knickknacks made in China. I mean, apparently, there are a lot of people who support that movement who have uh, excess cash. They have so much cash, they'll spend it on things like T-shirts and coffee mugs and bumper stickers and assorted stuff. Oh, and I forgot hats, red and white hats made in China. And therefore, 
They have no reason to complain about higher food or gasoline prices because they clearly have billions of dollars in discretionary funds. So you're right. Those those shirts are in high demand in some quarters. Yeah, and they got to make sure they set some money aside to give to Trump, too, for, for the good cause. Got to get, got to support him there. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. That's that's the yeah. ironic thing. The guy keeps r- raking it in. The worse it gets, the more yeah. money that people throw at him. Yeah. You know, John made a great point there, Bob, about, uh, you know, it, vote for candidates that support Trump. I like that. I like that idea. But there's times when a, a Republican goes head to head, like, say, with a Democrat and the Republican does not support Trump, but they happen to be running against a liberal loon. You have no choice. You have to wait. You have to then vote Republican, no matter how much they like Trump. But, you know, Bob, you know, another thing I want to mention is today's Election Day. You, you're tying your caller's hands today. It's, it's like it being Thanksgiving and telling them not to talk about Turkey. You, it's Election Day. Don't talk about the elections. Okay. What do we talk about? The beautiful weather. It's nice out there, Bob. I just went out and looked. It's nice. There are an, an infinite number of things to talk about. We're not talking today about local campaigns or local issues that, that are affecting the local elections. We had months, if not years, to talk about it. So let's give everyone a one-day break. You can talk about the issues again tomorrow if you so desire. I can't I can't believe this is my this is where I'm coming from. I can't believe that anything that needed to be said about any local election had not been said before six AM today. Okay, but I'm counting now. That's two since you started the show. Uh, and I'm going to count how many how many times you run because is that is WNBF trying to influence influence us, Bob? I mean, that's twice now I've heard the Matt Ryan commercial. I'm going to count how many more times you play that during it's election day. Don't influence us, Bob. Quit playing it. I don't want to hear Matt's voice for until afternoon. The commercial has nothing to do with me. The commercial, all political commercials, were bought and paid for by the candidates or the candidates' committees. Don't don't look at me. I have nothing to no. do with any of the commercials, whether they're com- commercials for somebody's pillows or commercials for anything else. I don't I don't have any say. I don't play somebody's commercial because I want to hear it it's I have no control it's it's in the log I'm I could tell you what commercials are coming up this hour but why spoil the surprise so you know for for people to infer that I'm I'm playing my favorite political commercials nothing could be further from the truth I would be out of here so fast Dave it'd make your head spin Okay, and when you're purchasing spots, when you're pur- purchasing the commercials, Bob, do you get to choose the days that they're I don't know. I, I, that's not – That's call the sales department. I'm in the news department <laughs> and programming. Don't, don't ask me how it works. Actually, I know a bit about how it works. I'm not going to tell you how radio or TV sales or newspaper or Internet sales work. If, if you're interested in how – advertising is purchased call up they'll tell you okay well i 
I don't know how I could be more explicit. I have nothing to do. The only thing that's important for me to do is if commercials are scheduled to run during a specific hour, that they run. Because that's what the clients have paid for. So as far as how it's done, why it's done, who does it, again, I'm glad they do it because that's how the operation works. This is not, we're not here, I'm not volunteering. I'm, this is, this is the job I do and I happen to love it and I'm, I can think of no job I'd like to do better, but I'm not volunteering. So thank goodness for everybody who will sponsor any portion of WNBF or for that matter the other Town Square media stations that's how it works commercial broadcasting works thanks to the people who want to reach our audience that's how it works and you know it's I think it's worked well for nearly a century I have no problem with it not sure why you have concerns or questions well, I just, uh, <laughs> the way you started the day off. Uh, what do you mean? We're not it gonna, ma- no, we're it not makes perfect sense. It. Again, I, I am <laughs> sick and tired of hearing about election issues that we've been discussing for at least the past year. Why, why now after the polls are open, do you have to subject me and millions or even billions of potential listeners to talking about an election? The campaign is over. The fact that it's election day, Bob, and it's on everyone's mind. Come on, you know better. Than I know. I mean, well, then go go out, go around Vestal and talk to people. Why why are you well, wasting precious time talking to me when you could be out persuading people to vote for your favorite candidates? Nobody nobody says you, Dave from Vestal, can't go out and encourage people to vote for your favorite candidates. I I suggest you do it. See how that goes. <laughs> Bob, get out and enjoy the sun. I, that, I think you need it. Hey, you do too. That's my point. The election, the campaigns have been going on for months. Sheesh. I know. Some people are saying, but what about next year? It's 364 days till next year's election. I know. I know. And that's that's what the focus is going to shift to for the next 364 days. Trust me. Trust me. Hi, WNBF. You're... On the air, what's your first uh, name? Where are you calling from? This is uh, Carol from JC, and, and allow me to call you a name that you refer to uh, yourself as Babel. Babel, that whole freaking walking bridge is still up there. I was there. I, what kind of glasses are you using? <laughs> I was at the gasoline station on Upper Front Street about, oh, 10 o'clock last night because uh, I just felt like going out. It was a nice sort of warm night and I was half empty and I thought, okay, if I go now, it won't be a long line. They had so many uh, partitions and warnings and signs and lights and oh my God, uh, it probably took a day's work that they could have spent tearing it down, setting up all that stuff. And then the, the uh, as I was going like from Upper Front Street back towards JC. I was approaching Kamikaze Curve, okay, going towards JC. There were people out in the road, and the, the uh, partition, the lane narrowed to one. People were slowing down, and this is 10:30 at night. And I, I'm looking up. I go under the bridge. I look to my left. The whole thing is still there. 
And as I passed it, I quickly turned my head and gave it a quick glance, and I could not see as far as to the other side. But it doesn't even look like they got started. And, and well, then why don't you go up there right now and see what I mean? You looked at it at I night. I can't. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, then you're you're criticizing me for telling it yeah, like it is. Can you take it back? Can you take it? I don't think so. Let me finish because I'm, I I have to be someplace at a certain time. But the whole thing is still there over the at least going. I don't want to say west, but you know, headed sort of west. It's still there. Uh, I know some. No, the, the short answer is no. And if you go there now and see what I mean, but you you chose to look at it in the dark as opposed to drive under it during the daytime. And you can, driving under it means it's still there. I didn't Doesn't say it? they were done. You said it's almost gone. There's no. Yeah, it's almost gone. It. The the bridge no, surface not. the bridge surface itself is gone. G O N. E, okay, gone. you're talking about the surface. I'm talking the actual apparatus that's holding up the surface. Like, it's all still there. Gone means, like, nothing that I would be passing under nothing. There would be nothing to pass under if, if you're saying it's almost gone. Unless they started on the other side, the side that's towards Hudson Ingle Park. But I was going to do that and take my binoculars. I was going to go on the dead end part of Front Street and take a peek. But you're saying the, the the road surface is gone, or not the road surface, the, the pavement that on which you walk when you're crossing? Go see for yourself. I, I plan on it. Okay. I, 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 Go see for yourself, and then you'll see what I was talking about. There's, It's pointless. It's pointless. I have no comment. I have no further comment. Well, you can't take criticism, I'll tell you I that. can take criticism. Uh, no, seriously, I can take criticism. I can't take when people challenge me with things that aren't true. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1022. I, I'm serious. If, if you had taken a look at it during the daytime, you would know exactly what I was describing. I will take my binocs and take a peek from both sides. Go over on at Old Front Street and you walk up there, you walk up that path and you'll see what I mean. It's a line from a song from both sides now. How about that? I hope John Solek is still listening. Hi, John. It's 1022. Thank you for your call. Hi, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Bob. This is Mike from the Ville. How are you today? Super. How are things in the Ville? Oh, beautiful day. Beautiful day. Hey, listen, you sound like you're having a hell of a day today. How about uh, you put on two hours of Barry Manilow music, I pick you up, we go do coffee and a donut somewhere. No, I'm day. having fun. I just don't understand when, when people apparently don't understand the English language. I guess that's I guess oh. that's the biggest challenge we face here in in American radio in twenty twenty three. People who assert Wait, that, people no. who assert that a pedestrian bridge removal project is not moving forward and that they haven't removed a lot of the bridge, people who make that assertion and then say, I can't take criticism. No, it's it's not a question, can I take criticism? It's a question, can people handle the truth? Wow. 
Well, I just feel bad for you, Bob. I want you to know you have yourself a great day, and I appreciate it. Oh, I'm going to have a great day. You know, just because I I set certain stipulations about how the program's going to be run, and I think it's pretty standard on Election Day that there's no point. There's no point in rehashing every campaign issue that's been talked about over the last 11 months. I don't think that's a novel approach. It's 1024 WNBF. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Bob from Vastor. Yeah. Yeah. Have you voted? Not yet. Well, better get out oh, there because really, because uh, the the today. lines the lines are getting long. So, what's the biggest issue that you think is facing America at the moment? I thought you weren't going to talk about elections, and you. All right. Give you one more chance. What's uh, what about the the prices of gas? I was over in a week ago, and those kids are selling gas for three thirty nine a gallon. Uh, can I talk? You say it's the people show, yet you're always interrupted, people. Hey, I don't like the way you treat some of these ladies. Joan from Binghamton and that Carol. I don't think you respect those people. It really makes me mad when you talk down to them like that. All right. Well, I'll put you down as not liking the way the host conducts the program. This is not a referendum today on how the host conducts the program. It's a referendum on... The future. The future of America. What are the issues facing America in the future? As I say, gas prices, I was pleasantly surprised. Three thirty nine a gallon? I mean, come on, man. How dare they? Hi, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Bob. This is Benji from Binghamton. Morning. Morning, Bob. I, uh, today's election day. Um, I just happen to play an interesting role in Broome County politics as the Republican chairman and um, just wanted to simply not talk about the candidates, uh, going to follow the rules, um, just simply wanted to encourage people to get out and vote today. Um, it's an incredibly important civic duty, um, and I agree. What's What's been said has already been said. I think the majority of voters have probably made up their minds. Um, there's been the money spent, uh, a lot of uh, conversation back and forth, but uh, again, just wanted to encourage the community to get out and vote. Um, you know, we live in a wonderful community, a wonderful country, and uh, it's just incredibly important that uh, folks show up to the polls. So um, just wanted to, to add that to the conversation. Is and, this the uh, first time you've called me? I think it is, Bob. Well, yeah, and, and, well then, uh, a belated uh, congratulations. You've been the Broome County Republican chairman now for several months, almost a year. I think you were chosen in January. So, uh, Benji Fetterman, congratulations. I actually um, intended to ask you to come on the program at some point earlier this year uh, after you became the Broome County Republican committee chair. So, at, at some point, if you'd like to be on the program... Because your predecessor was on the program occasionally, and occasionally we've had the Democratic county chair. Because I just think it's interesting, and and I know one of the things, apart from specific issues, I think one of the biggest things that the uh, chair people of the Broome County 
political parties, whether it's Republican or Democrat, I think they're always working to encourage more people to run for local offices. Yeah, absolutely, Bob. And I think there's a narrative that, um, you know, Republicans don't want people to vote. Uh, that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, we were really encouraging folks to early vote this year, um, breaking down old narratives that it's not safe to early vote. It's absolutely safe to vote. Your vote will be counted. And uh, we hope to see, you know, a relatively big turnout on Election Day, but also um, Republicans voting early is important to our successes. But I really appreciate uh, the well wishes. And it, you're right, it's absolutely overdue that I come uh, uh, into the studio and, and come onto the show. So I'll definitely take you up on that offer. All right. Let's try to do that maybe later this month. I know uh, 2024 is going to be a very big year, of course, locally. And for, of course, the members of the state legislature who will be uh, running across New York and also for the presidential campaign. So we'll have plenty to talk about. So if you would, um, when you have a chance, just shoot me an email to bob at wnbf.com. And I would uh, be pleased to have you stop by our studio and talk about the Broome County Republican Party in uh, the coming weeks. Yep, appreciate the opportunity, Bob. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Thank you. It's 1029 at News Radio WNBF. Everybody is allowed on the program. Now, of course, some people will say, but gee, but gee, you sometimes put certain constraints on conversation. Yeah. That's what they hired me to do. That's exactly what they hired me to do. Trust me. A live local radio talk program isn't as simple as just saying, hello, what's on your mind? There's a lot more to it than that. A lot more. And yes, there are constraints. This is not the Wild West. This is not the Internet. This is not what's-his-face in the basement of his house after he's already been hit with multi-million or billion-dollar lawsuits. This is not that. It's just completely different. So sometimes, yes, there are certain guidelines that will follow. Are they written in stone anywhere? No. Will I provide guidance to you going forward as a caller? Of course I will. Of course I will. That's why I'm here. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Reserve your new Toyota at Galt Toyota. Hi. said enough really I said it no I haven't said enough WNBF 
Back to the phones we go, 607-772-1290. Rob in Fort Crane, good morning. Hey, good morning, Bob. I wanted to talk to you about a, a case we were talked about a while ago. There was a conviction that that Fuji singer, Praz Michelle, he was convicted on 10 counts. And you said, what's wrong with this? You know, the, prob- the problems that we have as a country moving forward, it's China's corruption of our government, both parties. I mean, he, this prize, Michelle, he was convicted now, Bob, in a federal court. He funneled money. Right, but that was, ten, that was half a year ago. And ah, he, he, he was a winner. He, he is a Grammy-winning musician, so you can't take that away. He won a Grammy, but he's also been convicted of conspiracy, witness tampering, and failing to register as an agent of China. So he, right. he, he may because be... He he may be Bob. a very talented musician, but he's also a felon. Bob, just because this was six months ago, his conviction, that doesn't mean that all this Chinese influence stopped with the Democrat Party and the Republican Party. You know, it doesn't mean that at all. What, what the Republicans have found in these committees, Bob, is that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden have profited from the Chinese. Just like, like this guy was convicted of funneling money from the Chinese to Barack Obama and the Democratic Party. It's not up for conjecture. It's not anything that's debatable. This man did it. So Right, but, we, but let's be clear. Hunter Biden, Jill Biden, Joe Biden, and every other Biden has yet to be convicted of anything. Okay, Bob, you need to go spend $50, if you don't mind. I mean, no, I'm not going to spend $50. I'm not going to spend $5. I, you know, if Joe Biden or Hunter Biden or Jill Biden get convicted of anything, you can bet you're going to hear about it on this program. But they haven't been convicted of anything yet. A while. Six months after they're convicted, you'll let people talk about it. I know how this works. Yeah, you know how it works. The program works well. That's why I'm still here. No, you're still there because you follow orders and you keep people from talking about, like, the stolen election that we all know is stolen and the next one probably will be, too. Hey, you know, all I do is all I do is speak reason in a sometimes unreasonable world. So if people are still harping on the lies surrounding the 2020 presidential election, I can't let that go here. This is not the wild, wild west of radio. I'm not Mark Levin. I'm not Sean Hannity. I'm not Dan Bongino. I'm Bob Joseph. I'm going to speak the truth to America. You're sure you are, Bob. Have, have you, you still haven't seen 2,000 mules, even though you know that, that people have stuffed ballot boxes with hundreds and hundreds of ballots, each person going ba- box to box to box, and it's all captured on the government's own cameras and, and the government's own geocaching of their, their cell phones. Well, then if, if it can be proven in the court of law, then if people broke the law... And it can be proven, then they should be um, convicted by a jury of their peers, and then they should be sentenced under the federal sentencing guidelines. You're a broken record when it comes to this stuff. Well, you, you make it sound like, come on, Rob, you know me better than that. You make it sound like after three years, I'm going to change my tune. You're, you're just, you're still, you're still censoring people that have a different opinion than you. No, I'm running a talk show. I can't let people spew 
unprovable lies about a stolen election. There are some broadcasters who may come to regret allowing guests and maybe even to some extent callers from propagating the the big lie. You know, there, there likely will be some litigation in the future where some host made, shall we say, poor choices, and it could cost them or their employer money. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, for somebody who is running um, a little dog and pony show from his home and spewing lies that are popular in some quarters, I mean, you can do that on the Internet. The Internet is uh, so highly unregulated that that some people do get away with disseminating lies or half-truths. But American radio, American TV, tightly regulated. And so we can't allow what appear to be lies to be broadcast on the station. Are you going to let me talk or are you just going to filibuster? What the hell is wrong with you, Bob? I don't know. That's a good question. I've been to the best doctors. It's 1039 at WNBF. Thank you for your call, Rob, in Port Crane. 607-772-1290. This is Binghamton Now, 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com. From Binghamton, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing? Great. I just called. Good. I just called to. Uh, I listened to. Uh, it was a Rob from Port Crane or Bob. I don't know. I uh, wanted to say that I agree with him thoroughly. Um, I've watched the show that he's talking about with the ballot stuffers. It's, you know, like you said, it's not proven in a court of law, but it's on film. It's, it's watchable. It's uh, it's a fact. You can watch it. I've seen the FBI lies and fake prosecution of Trump, and that continues, right? And you're saying the Bidens haven't been proven guilty of anything. That's true. They haven't been proven because nobody's prosecuting, right? That's just the way it is. If they were prosecuted, they'd probably be found guilty. I don't know, but... Well, you can't say probably, unless and until they're indicted and then tried in a court of law, and then convicted, you can't say probably anything. I've seen lots of cases, criminal and civil cases over the years, where I thought probably the person would be convicted. And as it turned out, sometimes against all odds, they were acquitted. Now, that doesn't mean once you're acquitted in a trial, whether it's by judge or jury, doesn't mean you're innocent. It just means that the prosecutors had failed to come up with sufficient evidence to prove the charges. So that's the way our system works. And we could debate whether our system works well, but let's accept what our system's about. And also let's respect 
that people who haven't been convicted. Now, to the best of my knowledge, the former guy hasn't been convicted of anything at this point. So as of 1044 a.m. on November 7th, the former guy, I believe... Wait, has he been convicted of anything yet? Who? The former guy. The one who's on trial now in, in New York City. Did they ever convict him of anything yet? They have not. No. Okay. All right. Well, I just wanted to make sure because he's... I don't know anybody who's been president who's faced several dozen charges. So that's why it's hard right. to keep track. I, I, I mean, I you know, I feel, you I, on the one can hand... I, uh, can on I the say one, something, Bob? Can I say something? Of course. I, I agree with you. I don't know of any president that's been prosecuted like Trump. But the reason Trump's been prosecuted, in my opinion, I can have opinion, my opinion is he exposed the swamp and they all want to get get him and stop him from continuing to expose the swamp and to save America. Look at look at what's going on with Biden. The, the the border's open. He maybe or maybe he's not doing illegal stuff with China, him and his son and like there's just go on and on. Put us into a terrible economic situation. Inflation's terrible. I just hope people come to their senses and vote him out and hopefully vote Trump in. Well, people uh, have... That's enough. People. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, people will have that opportunity in 364 days. And by the way, by the way, and I'm just going to say one sentence. We don't know. who the Republican and Democratic presidential nominees will be 364 days from now. We don't know who the big candidates will be on November 5th, 2024. So keep that in mind. I would say this. America is likely to be surprised by the choices they have November 5th, 2024. I'm Bob Joseph. You heard it on WNBF. Are you ready <laughs> for live phone calls? Well, I am. More calls will be um, accepted. 607-772-1290. We are ready. We also have official information. We have an official update from someone who officially reported, and I quote, I just drove north and I-81, both spans of the walk bridge over the highway are removed. The only remaining span is the piece over the median of the highway. So again, we repeat, this is official information. Had this been an actual emergency, I wouldn't be speaking with you like this. This is just official information. Quote, I just drove north in I-81. Both spans of the walk bridge over the highway are removed. The only remaining span is the piece over the median of the highway. So there. <laughs> For those who 
Eh, you know, sometimes, what can you say? Sometimes you report and you report and you report, and yet there are doubters. There are doubters. So the, I'm under the impression the pedestrian bridge removal project is moving forward exactly as planned. As far as people concerned about the contractor or the equipment the contractor is using, or if you have any other concerns, you can call the state DOT. I'm sure, I'm sure they have operators standing by. <laughs> it's a 55-year-old pedestrian walk bridge. I'm going to miss it. I will miss it. And I'll tell you why. Because now I don't have a convenient place to get a, a nice shot of I-81 when it's icy or snowy. That used to be a nice place if I wanted to get winter weather images. But now... That's no longer an option. So that's how it affects me. How it affects you, I don't know. I'm guessing for 99.9% of our listeners, it will have no effect. Obviously, if you live in Sunrise Terrace, it will have an effect because the pedestrian bridge that's been there since 1968 is bit by bit being removed. And I, for one, wish that New York State and the municipalities in our region could afford, A, to build pedestrian bridges and then afford to maintain them. But what we've learned, if we've learned one thing over the last 50 or 60 years in Broome County... We cannot afford pedestrian bridges. How many pedestrian bridges now are in use in Broome County? Very few. There's one left in downtown Binghamton. And they spent a lot of money to repair that a few years ago. A lot of money. But all the other pedestrian bridges in Binghamton are gone. The one near City Hall, going from City Hall to the arena, gone. The one over State Street, gone. The one over Water Street, gone. So pedestrian bridges are actually nice because they provide quick and easy access for people who are walking, say, from a parking garage or an office building to another place. And you can do that safely without having the risk of being mowed down but we can't afford it you know, that's the sad thing we just don't have the money we can build them but then we can't afford to maintain them so it is it is the sad reality that in 2023 we, we don't have the know-how to build and maintain pedestrian bridges in Broome County it's 1055. You're listening to WNBF.
WNBF at 10.58. Now, clarification time. <laughs> and it's Tuesday morning. As uh, one listener said, how soon we forget. Here's something from the Washington Post, and it's not that long ago. It was from July. So, yes, after the former guy was found liable for sexually abusing and defaming a woman, his legal team and his defenders lodged a frequent talking point, despite her claims that the former guy, I want to mention his name right now, so close to news, uh, the claim that she had made that he had raped her, they noted the jury stopped short of saying he committed that particular offense. Instead, the jurors opted for a second option, sexual abuse. Uh, judge has now clarified that this is basically a legal distinction without a real-world difference. I'm quoting from a story in the Washington Post in July. He said that what the jury found is the defendant, what he did was in fact rape as commonly understood. So if you want to see more about that case, you can look it up in the case of E. Jean Carroll. And yes, for you sensitive viewers, please, I'm going to say his name, Donald Trump. So look up what happened earlier this year. And so there's a clarification to set the record straight. It's 11 o'clock. You're listening to News Radio WNBF Binghamton. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Partly sunny today. Slight chance of a shower with a high around 61. Tonight, chance of rain showers and flurries, mostly cloudy, low around 31. Wednesday, partly sunny with a slight chance of showers and a high near 45. More information became available on Monday of the crash into the Bridal Emporium on Sunday morning. The Edwell Bridal Salon, located at the intersection of East Main and North Streets, occurred around 4.30 a.m. and sustained extensive damage when an out-of-control truck knocked down a pole and slammed through a large display window. The driver of the tow truck was injured when the westbound vehicle slammed into the Bridal Emporium. Jean Lyons, who operates the business with her daughter, said she had been advised that the man who had been driving the truck fell asleep at the wheel. The driver was taken to a hospital for treatment of his injuries. His condition was not known. Lyons told WNBF News the front half of the tow truck wound up inside the front portion of the store. She said the crash caused heavy damage to the building. A heavy-duty wrecker was brought to the scene to remove the tow truck involved in the incident. The structure sustained additional damage as the vehicle was pulled out. This isn't the first time there's been a vehicle crash at the site. Lyons said a vehicle operated by a drunk driver took out a pole and some bushes in a crash outside the business two months ago. It's unclear how long it will take to repair the damage caused when the truck hit the building on Sunday. For now, the Bridal Emporium remains closed. A defiant Donald Trump has sparred with a New York judge and slammed the state attorney general suing him using the witness stand at his civil fraud trial to defend his riches and lash out at a case that imperils his real estate empire. The former president testified Monday in a lawsuit accusing him of fraudulently inflating his net worth in financial statements to lenders and others. He suggested the judge hearing the case was biased against him and he called the state attorney general who brought the case a political hack. 
Detest the exchanges underscored Trump's unwillingness to adapt his famously freewheeling rhetorical style to a formal courtroom setting. He denies all wrongdoing. The building that has been home to an iconic Binghamton Speedy restaurant has new owners. Lupo's SNS Char Pit suddenly closed its doors last January after operating at the location for 45 years. After the restaurant ended operations, Steve Lupo said a business decision was made to concentrate on the company's wholesale operations. The Char Pit on West State Street opened in 1978. Before the Lupo's operation opened, the building had been home to a Dairy Queen restaurant. The property has now been sold to a group that includes David Ketrowitz and El Sayed Mohammed. Broome County records show the site was purchased for $200,000. The new owners have posted signs in the building seeking someone to lease or buy the place. Ketrowitz told WNBF News on Monday there currently are no plans for the site. Pennsylvania voters will make a decision with implications for the future of voting and abortion rights in a presidential battleground state when they choose the winner for an open state Supreme Court seat. The race today between Democrat Dan McCaffrey and Republican Carolyn Carluccio will not change the fact that Democrats hold a majority on the seven-seat bench. Democrats currently hold a 4-2 majority with an open seat following the death of last year of Chief Justice Max Baer, a Democrat. An exonerating member of the Central Park Five is poised to win a seat on the New York City Council decades after he was wrongly imprisoned in an infamous rape case. Democrat Yusuf Salam is running unopposed for the seat in one of many local elections playing out today across New York State. Salam and four other black and Latino men had their convictions overturned by DNA evidence in the 1989 rape and beating of a white jogger. Elsewhere in New York, local elections on Long Island could offer clues about how the city's suburbs could vote in next year's congressional elections. The cancellation of two large offshore wind projects in New Jersey is the latest in a series of setbacks for the U.S. offshore wind wind industry, jeopardizing President Joe Biden's goal of powering 10 million homes by towering ocean-based turbines by the end of the decade. The Danish wind energy developer said this week it's scrapping its Ocean Wind 1 and 2 projects off southern New Jersey due to problems with supply chains, higher interest rates, and a failure to obtain desired tax credits. The two projects were supposed to deliver over 2.2 gigawatts of power to New Jersey, along with cancellations in New England totaling 3.2 gigawatts. The total amount of lost wind power is nearly one-fifth of Biden's goal. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning, I'm Bob Joseph. Another hour of Binghamton Now is ahead right here on WNBF. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. When you've got worries, all the noise and the hurry seems to help, I know. 
downtown. That's where we are, downtown, where it is happening. 607-772-1290. Oh, here's this. Just so you don't run out of things to worry about. Uh, Steve Cohen, uh, billionaire. Steve Cohen is um, in, in the mood to build a casino. So, since he's a billionaire, I would think he'll probably be able to build a casino in Queens. The New York Post is now reporting that he has revealed a sprawling $8 billion gaming center, hotel, and music venue near uh, the Mets ballpark. He has dubbed it Metropolitan Park after the team's full corporate name, Metropolitan Park. The proposed entertainment playground. Sorry. I'm not in favor of this, but that's sort of beside the point. I don't I don't see where this is going to be helpful for anybody in Queens. Steve Cohen doesn't even live in Queens, does he? I don't know. I'm not really sure where the guy lives, but I doubt he lives in Queens near where he wants this $8 billion fun park. He says it's time the world's greatest city got the sports and entertainment park it deserves. Well, we'll see if this goes through. But again, because Steve Cohen is a billionaire uh, Major League Baseball team owner, he'll probably get his way. Probably. But I can't imagine most people who live near the site, want to see this, to, you know, become a reality. But I could be wrong. 11-12, let's take a call. Good morning. It's election day on a Tuesday. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Oh, hi. Can you hear me now? Oh, that's... Uh, <laughs> They're making some adjustments. So if that was you, please call back. I think we've made all the adjustments we need. Getting back, though, to the uh, Steve Cohen plan, reading from an item just posted on the New York Post website just in the last nine minutes. The fate of Metropolitan Park is about as secure as a Mets late-inning lead. Oh, well, then maybe it won't go through. As the land for the new facility is legally designated as parkland, Mr. Cohen would need to get the state legislature and Governor Hochul to pass a law allowing commercial development there. Key lawmakers, including the senator whose district includes... The neighborhood have not agreed thus far to support such legislation. So maybe it won't happen. So maybe Steve Cohen, the owner of the New York Metropolitans, won't be able to build his $8 billion fantasy. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe he'll build it. Maybe he'll call in to tell me about it and... Convince me it's a great idea. Hi, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hey, good morning, Bob. This is Vinny from Binghamton. Morning. What's up? I, um, I want to talk about, you know, what's the, what's the, um, if I could say anything to, uh, anybody in our country, I, I'd like to be talking to, um, the future of the country, which is the young people. I would explain to them of the good and the bad 
of what they're uh, about to face in our country. And um, the bad part is, yeah, there's there's a lot of um, grown-ups out there that don't get it. And but yet they have the power to find the truth, and it's usually in their hand. I, I've said this before on the phone. Ask your ask questions. Always ask questions. Keep asking questions. Don't be so that you do not start talking, but you're late to the movie. Now I was just listening, Bob, this last hour. People calling in talking about China. China is our number one trading partner. I've said this so many times. Do you understand how many corporations we have in China right now? Well, you should, because usually there's one group that always gives these tax breaks to the rich and the and the corporations. So this nonsense about, oh, China, we need to get tough. We, guys, you're late to the movie. This didn't happen overnight. China, like I said, China is our number one trading partner in the world. When you see the news and, oh, China, oh, they got a plane and they flew, that's all garbage. They're not going to do anything at all. That's one. Look at, our, look at the war that's going on. Okay? House just passed the bill to give aid to Israel. Did you see what else they put in that bill? It won't pass the Senate. They put they're going to cut IRS agents. Oh yeah, no, that was that was dead on arrival. That was dead yeah. right from the moment that they had the audacity to make the proposal public. I mean, it's okay, you can come yeah. up with any proposal, but it proved that the Republicans currently in charge in the House it proved they weren't serious. All, all this means is an actual delay in approving more aid. For yep. Israel, and so I, I, and, 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 and and by the way, they knew it. They knew it. Yeah, I, yep. You can say what you want about the new House Speaker, but he knew what the reaction was going to be in the Senate. Oh, did, did, absolutely. Now, what does that mean, IRS agents? Don't you understand that the IRS, more IRS agents, are going to come after people like you and me. They're going to come after these corporations. They have all these layers, and they've got the 15 to 20 lawyers to hide money. That's what it's all about. But the common guy, just, he just doesn't understand that. That's why we have to get out and get some of these. They put up these. I mean, here, perfect example. Look at Trump. Perfect example, man. Do I have to? Right yeah. But I, mean, I can't take it anymore. I they put him on the front page of the New York Post today with his little gesture of him zipping his lip after what a day, by the way. What a what a remarkable day in legal history in the United States of America to see that kind of performance in a court of law. I mean, we couldn't actually see it because no cameras are allowed, but we heard about his antics. And, I mean, the fact is he's doing everything in his power to annoy the judge who ultimately has to make a decision in his case. So it's clear, it's clear to me, he's not taking these serious proceedings seriously at all. This is very serious business. And personally, all things being equal, personally, I would not want him to be convicted. Personally, I don't want to see uh, a former guy in more trouble. 
personally. Oh, I, 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 oh my. Well, that's me. where you, you oh. and you and I differ. You know, some people think you and I agree on most everything. No, I don't want to see the former guy in any more legal hot water. I really don't. Oh, I do, Bob. And I'll tell Bob. I'll tell you why. I remember sitting when he won, when Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton, and he won, and he got in the office. All you Trump supporters, four years, I didn't hear you guys mention anything about it being rigged. Now he was he was talking about Rick and he won. Oh oh oh, oh, oh uh, well um, gee I guess it isn't rigged. And then he gets in there and what does he do? I won the popular vote. No, you didn't. Uh, my crowd was bigger than Obama's. No, it wasn't. Just lie after lie after lie. And so what happens on the other end? He's got three people from his administration, two governors. And let's see who else. Okay, so there was Mike Pence and his vice president. Mike Pence ran against them. Steve Christie was in there because Christie was in there against them. And Nikki Haley, another governor, was in there. Three governors ran against this guy. What does that tell you? What does that tell you about this man? Well, proves that he's not nearly as popular as some people think he is. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I know, but, and, and, you know, it's no, it's no reason, Vinny, for you to bash the poor guy. Don't kick him while he's down. Oh, Bob, I had eight years of listening to the, the callers with Obama. I, you know, I don't want to hear. And I had eight years of listening to uh, callers talk about George Bush. Because remember when he was in there? You either with us or you're against us or you're with a terrorist. We were told to get out of the country. If you're not American, waving a flag, get out of the country. Yeah, well, look what happened. Look what happened. And, you know, Bob, if you think about it, what did oh, um Saddam Hussein, we got him. What was he accused of? I forgot. What was Saddam Hussein accused of? Because we didn't find any weapons of mass destruction. Think about that. It, it almost blows over. And this is what no, I'm talking no, about. It's, uh, it's, information. The whole thing is a darn shame. Appreciate your call. Yep. 1121 at WNBF. Again, for people, and this is getting back to a local topic, but since people seem to be somehow confused about it. Going back to last Thursday, I took a picture. I know you're saying, but Bob, you're always taking pictures. You take dozens of pictures every day, most days, which is accurate. So I took a picture at 2.17 p.m. last Thursday of what was left of the pedestrian bridge. And the fact is, not much was left. That was last Thursday at 2.17 p.m. The east side of the pedestrian bridge, everything, steel and the, the pavement, that was all gone. The only thing left at 2.17 p.m. last Thursday was the steel on the west side of the bridge over the southbound lanes of Interstate 81. So even last Thursday at 2.17 p.m., most of it was already gone. So, you know, for people who call in and make erroneous claims about a pedestrian bridge removal project, what can you say? I had to go look up the picture because I'm sure that's what I saw. I didn't do a story on it because I thought at that point it's not quite done. We might do a story once they get the thing completed. Maybe I'll do one today since there are doubting Thomases out there. Go see for yourself.
Have fun. Your eyes will tell you the truth. It's almost gone. But it just goes to show. It just goes to show. Even somebody who has a record of reporting the truth about local stories is not going to be believed by everyone. This is Bob Joseph, Binghamton Now. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. We sell the ultimate driving machine at Galt BMW. I'm Vic. WNBF. Back to the phones we go. Vic and Binghamton, you're on the air. Hey, hey, you guys. <laughs> hey, I'm a conservative Democrat, and I'm voting for Donald Trump. But then again, you know, I'm looking at Matt Ryan and other Democrats, too. Yeah, we're not talking about the current candidates today. They're all good. I think all the candidates are good. We can talk about uh, the presidential election next year. So Donald Trump, you think, uh, is is the one to go with on November 5th, 2024? As a conservative Democrat, yeah, I think he is. I think that we need to get back this energy back and under control again because uh, we're not doing a good job to keep up with everything electric. Uh you were supposed to get back to be about, about hydroelectric and uh, whatever happened to that thing that Benton had about uh, having hydroelectric that never, you know, happened. It was just not feasible. But it wasn't feasible. Why? Because it didn't make sense to spend that much money to generate that little electricity. It was not feasible. It was, Ooh, not, so. it was not economically a wise move. Okay, so the way we're going now to make electricity is, and and it's really ch cheap to do. I mean, uh, we who got said these, wait? Uh, who said that? What? Just because the proposal to possibly do an, an electric generating facility at Rock Bottom Dam wasn't feasible, don't jump to a contusion. I didn't. Well, say, I didn't. I didn't say generating power using water or wind or solar. I didn't say it was going to be cheap. Where did you hear that? Exactly. Well, you just well, said that it wasn't feasible. I know. So why do you why do you jump to a contusion to say that imply that anyone said it's going to be cheap? It's not. Well, no, no one says it's going to be cheap to make the transition. Whose was it? Whose conclusion was it? You know, I, I I've been looking into all this and how much hydroelectric power can do and we got all these professors that can make all these lithium batteries but they can't make energy out of a river that flows right well by let them. me let me say 
clearly, I haven't seen an official report. So maybe, maybe secretly they're moving forward on it. All I can say is since the plan was proposed, the idea was proposed by Mayor David, we've seen no evidence publicly that they're going forward with it. And the only reason I believe that must be is because they did some research and found it wasn't viable. But maybe I'll be surprised and maybe they'll make an announcement that they're going to go forward with it. Bottom line is, no matter what kind of energy this country transitions to, to get away from the coal-based energy or carbon-based energy, whether it's uh, oil, gas, coal, and so on, the stuff we've traditionally used, it's not going to be cheap. Let's Let's get that that one thing perfectly clear it will not be inexpensive i understand bob but my bottom line is that we paid for a report on the feasibility of it and i haven't well don't hey call city hall i i don't do reports and city hall doesn't answer my questions half the time so if if you're concerned call city hall they would know this is wnbf is not the clearinghouse for what goes on at city hall the city hall will answer a few of my questions. In the end, if this is a concern, and you're, I think you're the only one since Mayor David proposed that in his state of the city message years ago. I think you're the only one who's ever called about it and and expressed any interest. Exactly, you know. But then again, there was only one person that started a revolution, you know. All right. Well, maybe it'll come true. Maybe, maybe your dream. Of power generated by a new facility at the Rock Bottom Dam will come true, and then I'll be able to cover that when they open it up. I'll I'll be there if they if they have a, a photo op. I'll be there unless they schedule it during the program. You know, I drive to Buffalo and I go along the highway. You know, and I see all these windmills. It's ugly. It's the ugliest thing in the world. Yeah, but a dam at Rock or uh, uh, an electric facility at Rock Bottom Dam would be beautiful. It'd be a thing to behold. It would. It would, it would be if if it's done right. You right. Take a pipe a mile upstream, then you get enough enough power to run anything. Well, now if if you don't like windmills, well, you've come to the wrong country. In fact, if you don't like windmills, you're living at the wrong time because more and more wind farms are going to be developed. So if you don't like them, I don't know what to say. You, you, you might, you may just have to stay in place in a place where they haven't built any windmills yet because you're going to see more and more. They've already built more than two dozen in eastern Broome County. So get used to it. Windmills are the thing. Oh, and solar farms. Get used to more of those. It's right out of New York State. They're sucking the natural gas out of you and they're cooking it for their electricity, but we can't use it for ours and our heating. My furnace burns 99% efficient. Now, that helps in the uh, whole environment. Well, no one's taking your furnace away. You can keep burning natural gas, I believe, with that furnace for the rest of your life. I don't think they're going to take your furnace away. Well, I see the proposals that they have. They won't let no more new construction. Right. I s let me be clear. Apparently, we're having phone problems. I said they're not going to take your furnace away. I don't, I, I don't believe it either because... It's what like do you mean you don't believe away. it? How are they going to take your furnace away? I don't believe they're going to take our furnace away just like they're not going to take their guns away. Right. 
Right. Absolutely. They're not going to take your guns away and they're not going to take your gas-fueled furnace away. If you have a gas-fueled furnace and a gun, don't you worry. They're not going to take them away. Trust me. There's no political will to take your gun or to take away your gas-fueled furnace. They might want to. They might want your gun and they might want your gas-powered furnace. They're not going to get it. Don't worry. I don't know where you got the idea that they're going to be successful. They will not be successful getting your gun or getting your gas-powered furnace. Hi, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? I'm going to try to stay calm. Okay? Who is this? Bob from Boston. Oh, okay. I'm going to try to keep calm, but I know talking to you just sets something off. Wow, man, today has just been, I'm just tensed up and... I mean, aren't you concerned at all that this government's going to tell you when to wake up, when to go to bed, when to... If somebody calls like that last day and you start arguing with them, don't you Don't you ever listen? Vinny goes on for 10 minutes, not, a, not a, ever do you say anything back to him. I did. Anyone, I, I told him, I told yeah, him that, that, that he and I disagree about the former guy. I don't want the former guy to get in any more legal trouble. He does. I don't want the former guy to ever spend a day incarcerated. But Vinny does. So there is a big difference. Well, you know, and you, you and I agree on this, we don't want the former guy to do any time in prison. Neither of us. But Vinny seems to want him in prison. I want him president and get this mess straightened out. I mean, what in the heck? What happened? How do people vote for these morons? I don't get it. These people running this country can't even count to ten, I don't think. And they're out there making laws for me who's got more brains than any of them? I don't get it. I'm just a little peon from Vostal, and I swear to God, the people in that government have not a brain in their head. And if you don't see the way this country is going the last time, since Obama got elected, this country has died. Oh, you see, he's running his mouth now all the time. I told you he was running everything. Well, of course he should give his opinion. He's a former president. Why why would you think a former guy shouldn't give his opinion? Every former guy gives his opinion. The only former guy who doesn't give his opinion is Jimmy Carter. He's running things. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Barack Obama isn't running a thing. Maybe maybe he's running his Barack Obama library. Did they ever open that? Oh God, I hope I don't I don't care. I hate him when I see him on I I just change the channel real quick. I do that to a lot of people. I just those Democrats and then you got like Wolf Blitzer. I oh, I him. love Wolf Blitzer, but you know what I think? I think now's the time for him to uh participate and get a shave November. So instead of looking like Wolf Blitzer, like he has for the last 50 years, he can shock us tomorrow morning on the CNN Wolf Blitzer show and show up clean shaven and with um, short hair, like almost a crew cut. And so he would be the 
the new look Wolf Blitzer, the Wolf Blitzer show tomorrow on CNN cable. And uh, he shows up and says, this is Get a Shave November. I don't trust anybody with the name Wolf. I do. He's a wolf in, he's a wolf in sheep's clothes. I love. Yeah. I love Wolf Blitzer's attitude. He has... He has the best attitude, I think. Him and yeah, uh, gonna... remember Don Lemon. Those two. Oh God! <laughs> what a moron he was. Oh, I love Don Lemon. I wish they of would give you do. Don Lemon. Of course you do. How about this? A new show on CNN cable every night at eight called Don Lemon, Keith Olbermann, and Wolf Blitzer. The three of them. They could call themselves the Three Cable Tears. No, put Mika Babinski in there too. In no, the no, no, no. She's. I'd like she, to slap the. She, oh my God. She will be continuing with her very popular morning show. Yeah, the real popular. Who was? Who is that? Nika could get looted. I, I like that show. Go? Her her oh, father. What you do? Her father. Like her father you, was Secretary of State. Come on, man. You like everybody that's liberal and going to ruin our country. I can't get that through your head. When are you going to wake up? I How could Mika Brzezinski ruin this country? I think she's doing excellent work. She's telling the truth, telling it like it is every morning on the Morning Joe Cable Show. Yeah, tell it like it is. He, he says he's a Republican. He is a Republican. Bob, what you say on this show? Joe Scarborough from Florida is a Republican. Come on, man. These people from Binghamton, you've somehow got them to believe you. I don't know how. Why wouldn't they believe me? Of course they're going to believe me. And as far as the program is concerned, this program, not Morning Joe, but this program in particular, what's not to like? 607-772-1290. Also, I would say the host demonstrates a remarkable work ethic by showing up here three hours, Monday through Friday from 9 to noon. That's a remarkable work ethic. That counts for something. 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com. I am the Magnificent. I'm back with the shaker of a soul boost. Boom, tournament, storming, sound is cool. I am W-O-O-O, and I'm still here with you. 41 live and local. Airport Road Bob from the town of Maine. You're on the air. Hey, listen, just to change things up, I have to say, you had a tough crowd today. You should uh, reward yourself with, like, a double moxie. And maybe uh, a large speedy today and then stop at uh, your favorite donut place on the way home and just relax. But (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Two two things. One, you know, I don't understand being old, how all the old technology, you know, the guy with the um, with the hydro uh, power, so many mills and, and, and companies ran by hydropower 
than, you know, 100 years ago or more, why we can't energize some of that. But my biggest thing is I'm going to wake up the sleeping dead of the Broome County, New York, gas lease owners in New York State. There is a new technology coming for green power, and nobody knows about it, and it's sneaking in behind everybody's back. It's going to be just like the old cowboy wars during the initial fracking frenzy. It's CO2 fracking. They build generators, capture the CO2, they pump it into the ground instead of hydraulic fluid or water like they did with fracking, and it comes out to be a net zero energy solution. We're sitting on the biggest gas reserves in the world, and this technology is coming to New York and nobody's talking about it. And if you want to know more, Bob, you have my email. I would be more than glad to give you an inside um, scoop on what's coming. Well, remember, can... remember, uh, six years ago, they were talking about using propane in Tioga County, using liquid gas instead of water. But it hasn't happened yet. Uh, I maintain, and I, I've said this for years, because of the enormous amount of natural gas in the Marcellus Shale, eventually, eventually, someone, some way, is going to access that natural gas, whether Andrew Cuomo or Kathy Hochul or anyone else likes it, because it comes down to money. We need well, energy. First, okay. first the nation needs energy, but secondly, more importantly... Rich people need more money. So think about this. With the amount of gas in the Marcellus Shale, they may not have been able to get approval for high-volume hydraulic fracturing, but some way, somehow, they'll find a technology to get at the gas because rich people need more money. Well, they're already building CO2 capture facilities in Europe. Don't you agree with what I just said? You, yeah, I, I made a statement, and then you didn't yeah, respond. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Isn't it true? Rich people need more money. Well, <laughs> yeah, they definitely do. Yeah. I, I, and and so gotta... with, with all the natural gas under our feet in Broome and Tioga counties and the Marcellus Shale, they need that money. They need that money. We also need the energy. And so at some point, the people who have billions of dollars, the people who have all that money, will find a way to get at the gas so they can make more money. Well, this is considered green energy, so it will well, be here. It's coming. Well, regardless, even if they found something that wasn't green energy, you know, again, one way or the other, they're getting the gas. I don't know when and I don't know how. I just know they will because rich people need the money, plus America needs the energy. Thank you. Well, we do need the energy. That much I know. America needs energy and rich people need more money. So just like the thing with marijuana. Remember Governor Cuomo for years and years and years insisted something was was bad about legalizing marijuana. Then he changed his mind. Not because marijuana suddenly was healthier for you, because it's not. Because... People need money. The government needs money, and people need more money. So they changed the law.
Shannon from Endicott, you're on the air. Hey, Bob. How are you? Oh, good. Good. You hanging in there? It's been a rough week or so, hasn't it? Well, no, we're only two days into the week. It's uh, apparent, you know, isn't it? Isn't it interesting that on election day of all times, people can't think of anything else to talk about? It's just like, hey, the campaigns are over. Go out and vote now. The, the, yeah. The this is all I know, and this is all I can yeah. say about the election. That the polls will be open for another nine hours and thirteen minutes. So go out and vote if you're registered. Absolutely. I just wanted to call in and thank everyone in the village of Endicott for putting up with us, knocking on their doors, dropping our literature, um, you know, begging to come to our events and donate, et cetera, et cetera. Um, everyone has been fabulous this year. Um, we made a lot of progress. And I just, again, want to say thank you to everyone who has supported us. Um, and make sure you get out and vote if you haven't already. That's it. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Thanks, Bob. 1148 WNBF. It is Election Day. I know there were a lot of people who wanted to talk about election issues today. Well, you had your chance. (laughs) I've been here talking about election year or election issues for the last 10 months or longer. So if people wanted to talk about election issues, you had... Hundreds of hours of chances. Well, I want to talk about more election issues today. Sorry. We're only 364 days until the next election. Starting tomorrow, you can talk about those issues. But I also will assert that on election day next year, we're not going to talk about the issues and the candidates on that ballot in 2024. You know? We shut down election, specific election and campaign discussions on the day before, which only makes sense. It's 1149. I'm Bob Joseph, live on News Radio WNBF. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Bob. Great day in America today. Proud to be an American. Listen, I got some good news for New York landowners. Chemical-free fracking is coming to New York. And I will call you tomorrow with more information because I just got the link. Yeah, we just got a call. We got a call about that just um, a few minutes ago. So, 
Oh, yeah, you're not making coffee. Yeah, no, you missed it. He said that they're going to do it with um, CO2, CO2 fracking. So he says it's green. He says it's green. And I told him, as as you probably recalled, I have said from the beginning, going back, I think, a decade ago, I don't know exactly how it'll happen or when it'll happen, but this gas that's under our feet in Brome, Tioga, and some of the surrounding counties in the Marcellus Shale, this gas is so valuable that they will find a way to extract it because two reasons. One, the U.S. needs the energy, but most importantly, rich people need to get richer. And and so I don't care whether it's Kathy Hochul, Andrew Cuomo, um, the Senate and Assembly leaders, in the end, that gas will be extracted. Don't know the exact technique. I don't know what kind of fracking they'll use. Obviously, it's probably not going to be high-volume hydraulic fracturing, but some technique will be used so rich people can get richer and also the natural gas that New York and the country uh, need as we transition to non-carbon-based uh, fuels. Uh, it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen, Vic. It's going to happen, and not only will rich people get richer, but poor people will be able to afford stuff again. Fact, oh, I don't. I wouldn't go that far. You know, here here's the problem. You know, we we've been promised this bill of goods over the years. I mean, at one point, nuclear was going to be so cheap that they wouldn't they wouldn't even bill. So, no, poor people aren't going to do well. Rich people will do better. Uh, good thing for poor people is there might be some natural gas available for them until we transition to uh, renewable energy. But as far as poor people, they're always going to be poor. I don't think we'll ever transfer to 100% renewable, Bob. I didn't say we would. I didn't, but, but we're moving in that direction. Will we ever, uh, at least in our lifetime, get to 100% renewable? I doubt it, but... That's what the the goal is. So I'll look forward to uh, hearing more details tomorrow of the new plan to get at the gas. So the energy we need can be obtained and rich people can get even richer. Well, it's going to be the rich people who are investing their money. So, of course, they're going to get richer. I'm Bob Joseph. You're listening to Binghamton Now on WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town